Help support local businesses. Whether they're your corner stores, coffee spots, or favorite shops, local businesses have always been on your team supporting you and your community. But right now, more than ever, local businesses need our support, so let's be there for them. The next time you go shopping, make the choice to shop at local businesses and look for the contactless symbol and tap to pay with a contactless visa to help support your community. Because where and how you shop matters. Visa. Everywhere you want to be. Official partner of the NFL. You are Locked On Bengals. Your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko, along with my co-host, James Rapine. Today, we've got a lot to talk about, James. Zach Taylor dresses the media and confirms the news on DJ Reader. The Bengals make a corresponding roster move to replace him as he is expected to be out for quite some time. We have to talk about A.J. Green as well, James, with everything going on in Zach's press conference today in the national media circles who have all concluded that he did in fact say trade me in that now infamous video out there on the internet. Then we're going to get into the last look at the Baltimore Ravens game as we take a second look. We've had time to digest it. We've had a chance to go rewatch at least some things, digest some grades in some cases. Talk about that in part two of the show. And in part three, James, I want to get into the young core of this team because I think for a lot of fans at this point, especially reality is setting in that this season success is a long shot and we have to start looking optimistically toward the future. And today I would like to go through that exercise of finding who those pieces should be for this young team. James, let's get started by quickly hitting the roster moves. Xavier Williams, a six-year veteran who spent time in Kansas City and New England and Arizona will be the replacement for DJ Reader as the hits keep coming for this defensive interior in Cincinnati. That is five linemen in one way, shape, or form that the Bengals have lost to injury this year. It's awful. It's just dreadful. And it's it's crazy how much we spend talking about the offensive line and their shortcomings. And you look at this defensive line, and I thought this was the best position group on the Bengals team coming into the year, potentially. And it just... Injuries have gotten in the way of that time and time and time again. And, and it's really unfortunate, especially you look at a guy like Reader, who was either him or Carl Lawson, their best defensive lineman uh, eight, through the first five games of the year. And clearly he was their best interior defensive lineman. The, the plays he was making, even on the play, he got injured. Mm-hmm. He, he made a play there. And that's just extremely unfortunate that he's he's down and out for the season. I started out by being very excited with the play that he made when he went down with the injury. And as I was typing a reactionary tweet, I saw him immediately grabbing for his leg. And then, I mean, it just reminds me of Tyler Eifert against Atlanta a few years ago. A really good player having a good year. The A guy that, again, the Bengals signed Tyler Eifert in free agency. They go out and spend on DJ Reader in free agency. It's a good move. And you're just punished by the football gods for it. And it just... It's a tough blow for this team to take on the same day that they lose Sam Hubbard for a few weeks too. And so that was the other update in terms of injuries from Zach Taylor today. Sam Hubbard going to be out for a while. Xavier Suofilo not expected back until after the bye week. So a a rough day in injury news for the Cincinnati Bengals for sure. And and a rougher day, I think, for longtime Bengals fans who 
have to be wondering at this point, have they seen AJ Green do anything productive in Cincinnati for the last time? Or is is there some sort of turnaround coming for the Bengals' longtime superstar? It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing for so many reasons. One, Green obviously came into the year and I had maybe the highest expectations outside of the Green family for him. I, I really did. And I was bullish on him and I held him to a high standard and it's been embarrassing. And look, I, I don't take the, and I mentioned this on yesterday's show, the interception itself, I don't think he saw the ball, but the effort afterwards, ridiculous. And they're just inability to to get him involved, whether it's him, whether it's them. I, I don't care. I don't, honestly, it's just insane. And it stinks because it does seem like a lot of Cincinnati, and I get why, is turning on a guy who's carried this this offense for a decade, who got Andy Dalton a second contract. And I firmly believe that A.J. Green did exactly that. <laughs> Not that Andy's a bad quarterback, but that's just the reality. And now you're looking at him, and is he going to be playing for the Bengals next week, next month? Trade deadlines next month? I, I don't know. Is he? Does he have any value on the trade market anyways, even if he does want to be traded? I don't think so. He's got $12 million left on the contract. He doesn't have – you know, he's got 14 catches this year. That's insane. So uh, it's just a, an awful situation and one that I don't see it ending the way anybody really predict- – like I, I think the most logical thing is he stays on the roster the rest of the year and then signs elsewhere this offseason. Yeah. I don't see it really going another way. There, There's likely little to no trade market unless there's a truly desperate team, unless his hamstring isn't actually hurt. But the frustration is apparent. The Bengals haven't been able to get him the ball in an efficient manner. He, he left the game yesterday after his last play in the first half. He runs a little hitch. He, he There's a little bit of contact at the top of the route. And, and then you don't see him for the rest of the game. And maybe he maybe he tweaks it on that play, right? Nothing nothing apparent when I went back and watched it. And Zach Taylor said they'd have to evaluate this week how serious that injury is. But at this point, it's just dark thoughts, really. And an unfortunate culmination in terms of a lot of Bengals fans, rightly or wrongly, I think wrongly think he quit on the team last year. And, and this is going to, to feed that narrative. And instead, I think we should be reflecting on just like you said, James, the fact that this guy was the franchise for 10 years, the win loss split with AJ on and off the field for the early part of his career for a wide receiver. That's absolutely staggering. And I feel like I'm maybe talking about this too much as if it's something in the past, the season isn't over yet. There's still time for a turnaround, but it really feels like I'm giving a premature obituary for a player that we, I don't know. I just, you know, I saw him going out in, in a yellow jacket one day. Yeah, it's it's awful. You know what it reminds me of? I've been a guy that since 2017 has defended Ross, right? And, and I believed in him, and I, I was a guy that really said, all right, well, this is the missing piece. If you're not going to draft a quarterback, which they weren't, you got to get some speed on the outside, which they clearly didn't have in 16. So I, I was like, go get him. It makes sense. The watch is tape of Washington. It makes sense. You know, all these different things, and on and on and on. And it felt like I, I kept defending him and trying to explain it and uh, it'll come around and he'll come around and he'll come around. Well, those same arguments now, I feel like I'm making for AJ freaking green, mm-hmm. which two light years different, right? One's a, you know, a, a kid who's trying to figure his way out in the NFL. Th- this dude in, in green has been the franchise, like you said. And, and I, I feel like I'm making the same arguments 
you know, there's a track record and things like that. And I, you know, it's, but, but from a, I'm retreating because the, the mob of people is growing that thinks that AJ green can't play anymore. And it's like, it's the same conversation, effort, uh, awareness, uh, lack of separation, just all these things that, that we've had the conversation about Ross over the years. Now we're having it about AJ green. And that's just so weird to me. Like it, it, I know there are completely different players with completely different skill sets and, and one's much, much better from an NFL standpoint than the other, even in college. But you see what I mean? Like I, it just, it's weird to me because AJ green was never and should never be in this territory. And yet in five games, just over a month, he went from potential game winning touchdown and things being all right to this territory. And and it's just impossible to say what's happened. Right. I don't know if this is something we're ever going to get the full story on. I mean, it's it's really early to, to figure out one way or another how this is going to shake out. Zach Taylor didn't want to talk about it in the press conference today. He was asked, did you see the video? Do you have any comment? He said, no comment. We're going to keep those conversations private. So clearly the Bengals organization, to, to me, seems aware of what's going on here. And, and they're just, I mean, what, what do you even say? I don't know what you say. I, I think that they say exactly what they said, which is that we're not going to comment on it. We're going to hope he gets healthy and see how it shakes out. But all these guys, all the over 30 guys on the offense, defensive side of the ball, except Geno Atkins, who has hardly played this year, things aren't going great. And that's the, the crappy part about this, right? Is You're talking about guys that have carried the organization, helped them get the five straight playoff appearances from 11 to 15. Father time may have caught up. Here's my thing, Jake. I would have liked to see on Sunday a couple more targets go his way. I mean, the one target didn't even really count. They're clearly not doing anything scheme-wise, design-wise to, all right, this this ball is going to green. And even if he's not getting separation, if that was his last hoorah, I would have just liked to see it. You know, I would have liked to see him get another opportunity or two. I hope that isn't it. But uh, I, I certainly hope it, it doesn't end like that with him kind of casually jogging alongside Marcus Peters, who just intercepted the ball. You know, A.J. Green's having his struggles uh, over 30. If your car's over 30, you probably need rockauto.com. I stole that toss from Jake Lisko. And we talk about rockauto.com all the time here on Locked on Bengals. If you want to save money, all you got to do is go to their website. They're a family-owned business. They've been serving auto parts customers for over two decades, and that's the place you go if you need filters, if you need any kind of auto parts or body parts for your vehicle because you're going to save money. You're not going to have to mask up and go to that big box store. You can shop from the convenience of your own home. They have every part, parts for over 300 different car manufacturers, and here's the best part. They sell them at rock-bottom prices for you. So make sure you go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, Chuck, and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Let's keep things rolling here on Locked On Bengals by putting week five to bed. The Ravens beat down the Bengals, and it was an ugly game for Joe Burrow, Jake. There's no doubt about it. You know, we mentioned the the play, the interception where he throws it up to Marcus Peters. Obviously, you don't make that throw. But you know what? I, I look at Burrow, and I know he made a bunch of mistakes, and it was by far his worst professional game. I almost think he needs that to a degree <laughs> because he you, he's a guy who, one, we've seen since camp. If he has a bad day, he bounces back. 
but he's going to learn from his mistakes and he's going to see defenses like the Ravens for the rest of his Bengals career because Baltimore reloads year after year after year. The Steelers have one of the best pass rushes collectively in the game, if not the best. Their defense is amazing right now and probably will be for the next decade. So when you look at those two teams, and those are the the teams you're competing against year in and year out, we know what the Browns are. We've seen them this year. Miles Garrett for the foreseeable future. He's going to have to get used to it. You know, different blitzes and things like that. That's it's a learning moment. And he said that afterwards a little bit, but he was talking more about the team than anything. But I, I think that was good for him long term because I bet he's going to watch the film and learn a ton from his mistakes that he made on Sunday. He's going to have to. And and if he doesn't, then people are going to start to have questions about his viability as a pro quarterback. And that's something that I don't see being the case. And that's a big if for, for those of you listening. If you come at me on Twitter after you listen to this and you say, Jake doesn't think Joe Burrow is going to be a viable NFL quarterback, then I'll know you don't actually listen. Because it's I'm not tweeting it right now. I'm tweeting it right now. And, and there you go. James doesn't actually listen to the words I say. Now everything <laughs> makes so much sense, right? No, uh, that, that's obviously not the case. But he, he's shown the, the capability to learn from his mistakes. And, you know, I said going into the game, James, and, and you're like, really? When I said this, you were you were surprised. I said, "Bring on the blitz," and and uh, <laughs> hey, Baltimore sure did. And and I went back and I looked at a few of the plays, and some of it really is just a lack of awareness from Joe Burrow. Some of it is, as as Zach Taylor points out, some of the sacks were they they go max protect and they're trying to take a shot play, and and it's just well covered. And and to Zach Taylor's point. They have some really good corners. They have some really good players in that Baltimore secondary. The reason that defense was so good last year, and I know Earl Thomas is gone, but it was because of that secondary. They're still pretty good. And and there were some opportunities. There were some things that Joe Burrow didn't see. There were some times when you know his eyes came down and he was rattled. He was affected by the pressure. I remember in particular, actually, the Marlon Humphrey blitz, the Marlon Humphrey sack. He, he got sacked on two straight plays. I think this was early fourth quarter and he has Tyler Boyd. He actually had Tyler Boyd wide open a couple times and he either didn't see it or didn't see it in time. And it's just, it's just not having the awareness that blitz is coming. He's going to go back and, and look at the tape. And, and I have to think that there will be a ton of time spent this week in practice, getting those, getting those communications, getting those responsibilities, the protection rules. That's, that's the word I'm looking for, the protection rules right, especially for the interior offensive line and, and, and for Joe Burrow too. He needs to know what his protection rules are. He needs to know where the unblocked guy is going to come from because that's something that happens in the NFL. There, there's two ways you beat, beat the blitz. One of them is you get the ball out quick, you have a hot. The other one is you pick the blitz up. And how many times have we watched the Bengals send six guys and get no pressure because the other team picks it up? They have good communication. They have good protection rules. So th- those are two things that you can do to fix it. In some cases, the quarterback needs to make his one guy miss because there's a guy coming unblocked. He needs to make a play or he needs to get it out hot. And in other cases, you just need to get the protection right. And so I, I think that's got to be a huge priority for the offense this week, James. At the same time, and I, I want to talk about the defense again a little bit. I don't think we gave them enough credit yesterday. They played fantastic football. 
Mm -hmm. the the defensive line the interior defensive line played a really good game against the run they had a couple issues against the reverse and a big jk dobbins run we talked about that yesterday but by and large pretty sound i think that they confused lamar jackson i think that the blitzes they sent and and the ravens coaching staff even said this they weren't prepared for they did some new things and darius phillips shouting him out again fantastic game blitz seven times broke up the play on five of them they were great, and I was kind of critical of them after the game because I was pissed off and frustrated at what I just watched. Because, you know, when you're you when you're covering a team, like I'm not openly saying I, you know, I cheer for the Bengals or anything, but when you're covering them, you want to cover an exciting game. And so, yeah. selfishly, when it's it's not, it's it's a bummer. Um, so I, I was a little angry there, but yeah, looking back, they did a really good job. And Mark Andrews is going to beat you a little bit, but they cleaned that up and they kept them in the game and. That that is the encouraging part, and the question moving forward is how many hits can they take in the middle of this defensive front? You know, DJ Reader, huge loss. Mm-hmm. You know, of any of the guys that were replaceable, you know, he's probably the most irreplaceable one, at least, uh, you know, outside of maybe Carl Lawson and even Jesse then Bates. Carl Lawson. Oh, on yeah. the defensive line, yeah, yeah. So yeah, sure. Yeah, Jesse Bates is probably the the best player on that defense, I think, at least at, to this point, but. It is encouraging to see that because you're going to see Lamar again and you're going to see a a Browns heavy rush offense again. And hopefully you can clean that up. And we know how the Steelers, even though they've been throwing the ball a lot this year, uh, can run the ball. And and that's what Pittsburgh does. So that's that's something you want to see. And I was pleasantly surprised. Talked to Lou Anarumo earlier and you could tell even though they lost, he was he was really proud of the way his defense played and. It, part of that might have been Lamar was hobbled or not. I, I don't care. The way that you took advantage of it, that, that's what you have to do in the NFL. And it really stinks that this offense didn't show up because if they did, we could at least be talking about a close ball game. And, and that's what we said when we looked drive by drive yesterday, right? Like after the Ravens scored early, the defense really settled in and the Ravens didn't really get anything going. And and yeah, maybe Lamar, he, he definitely couldn't move as well as he wanted to. I think you're absolutely absolutely right. The Bengals did take advantage of that with some of the blitzes they sent. Really liked some of the some of the stuff that you know Matt Minnick has highlighted. Brandon Thorne today on Twitter has highlighted with some of the blitzes they sent, and they they caught them unprepared. Lamar Jackson was confused. He threw the ball straight to Bengals defenders three times. Four if you count Darius Phillips jumping up and almost catching the ball when he blitzed. And and you do have to finish those plays. The rookies know they have to finish those plays. Zach Taylor's asked about that today. But by and large, you know, the de- the defense did its job against a really good offense. And, you know, it's just, can they fix their offensive side of the ball? Can they fix some of these protection rules to give Joe Burrow a shot? Because the Colts defense, man, you're, you, you go from a blitz-heavy Baltimore team to a team that's just going to throw – DeForest Buckner and Justin Houston in your face. Now you just have to deal with another good defensive line. You do. And and that's something the good news is, is they've they've done that, right? They've faced the Chargers and then they had to face the Browns. And so they're they're semi ready for it. You know, the Eagles to a lesser degree. But if this defense plays the way it did in week five and week six against the Colts, they're going to have four interceptions off of Phillip Rivers. Like if they get to him and, you know, they force him to throw a couple bad balls. I mean, he's going to throw it up. That, that's the one. He is going to throw it up to you. He's got a little 
honestly, he's got like a, a Brett Favre to him without the arm. Like Brett Favre at the end of his career would try to throw it everywhere, but Rivers doesn't have nearly the arm that Favre had even at the end. I mean, I bet Brett Favre has a better arm than Rivers right now. So, you know, Darius Phillips, you know, it might be a week early. You might have a, a big pick or two this week. Akeem Davis Gaither tried to make up for it this week uh, because uh, if this defense plays like it did, like I said last week, and that's going to be easier said than done without Reader, you're going to have your chances for sure. Coming up next, we get into the future of this team. We've talked a lot about the Baltimore game, and, well, we'll still do some retrospective work on the season so far tomorrow. But for the last segment of this episode, James, we're going to take a look at how the Bengals are going to break through the wall and get there in the future. And if you're asking yourself, what is your wall? If you need that extra motivation to get your workout in, if we need that extra motivation, James, after that kind of showing to get our podcast recorded, Built Go is a thing for us. It's a replacement for the energy drink. The energy isn't fake. It's long lasting. It's natural. It'll definitely get you through the back nine. It's like five hour energy without that crash feeling and it's natural. So it's got to be better for your body. It's like a monster energy drink with a third of the caffeine, better results, and it tastes better. They've got three great flavors, just like the Built Bar. They've got the peanut butter, honey, the chocolate coconut, and the chocolate mint. And it works so well because it combines their energy gel with collagen protein. It's fast absorbing, gets into your system fast, easy on the stomach. So go check it out today. Go to BuiltGo.com. You can get 20% off your next order with promo code LOCKED. Again, use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. So James, as the Bengals are 1-3-1, and and they've got a pretty, you know, but by most accounts, tough part of the schedule coming up before things ease up a little bit. They play some of those NFC East opponents in the back half. I've been thinking, like, what's the long-term core? We're talking about potentially the end of A.J. Green in Cincinnati, potentially the end of Carlos Dunlap in Cincinnati, the guys that were the cornerstone players for this team for the last iteration of their playoff window. And with Joe Burrow, we're hoping that there's a next playoff window coming in the next, I don't know, year, two, three years, maybe depending on how optimistic or pessimistic you are about this roster. And I was thinking about... Where is the young, promising core that you feel really good about stepping up and being the cornerstones of this franchise going forward? And I want to start with the offense, then we'll go defense. On the offensive side of the ball, obviously Joe Burrow is the start. He is player number one for any hopes of of a promising championship window. We think he's the guy. We just got the first glimpse of his first bad game in the NFL that doesn't tamper. It shouldn't temper, not tamper, temper anyone's optimism. Then there's Jonah Williams. I think that's the other big cornerstone. You expect that he'll be able to play either left or right tackle. He's having his his first year campaign. It's going pretty well. The other guys, Tyler Boyd, still young enough to make the cut for me. He's still in his early mid-20s. T. Higgins, rookie, I think that that's got to be one as well. He looks like he can play in the NFL. And at this point, you include Joe Mixon because he's locked up for a pretty long time. He's still pretty young. Are there guys that I'm missing or is that pretty much it? They, they've got the skill guys outside a tight end, but only one guy on this offensive line that you really feel good about long term? 
I agree with that. Uh, yeah, it's Jonah Williams. I'm not sure about anyone else. I think Trey Hopkins is fine. He's fine. You know, he's a guy for the next four to five years that can be fine. But you'd hope at some point to to upgrade, right? Uh, and, and, and again, if everything around him is better, then you don't even notice him. He's so also I, I, sorry. He's also just not that young. So when I'm thinking young, I mean, I guess he's not that much older than Tyler Boyd, but he's been around a little bit longer. And Tyler sure. Boyd came into the league pretty young. And yeah, and, and that's part of it. And I get why he's not included, but I, I just mean I'm fine with Hopkins. Yeah. You said Hopkins is their center until 2024, 2025. I don't think that's oh boy. I I, I think you're okay there. Sure. But to your point, I don't know. I, Michael Jordan, you know, D- Jim Turner can talk about how Mike Jordan's going to be this stud. I don't see it at all. I certainly don't think Alex Redmond is the answer. I think he showed that you know really outside of. A, co- a half, really, the second half against Jacksonville. It's not like he was great at any point, and he's just a guy. We know Bobby Hart's just a guy, even though he had a decent PFF week, according to uh, Pro Football Focus. And, and calling him just a guy is honestly probably nice compared to what some people would call him. Fred Johnson doesn't look like he's a, a building block. I guess the coaching staff would say maybe Akeem Adenogy, but we just don't know yet. So, yeah, there, there really isn't anyone else outside of Jonah Williams that you'd say – all right, he's a cornerstone. And, and even, honestly, when you talk about the receivers, and I love Tyler Boyd. Have since the, the day that he was drafted, I remember a lot of Bengals Twitter saying, go get Andrew Billings. They wanted Billings, you know, who he fell to the fourth round and to the Bengals, oddly enough. But Tyler Boyd, I, I, when they drafted him, I loved the pick. I thought it made a ton of sense, and it's worked out. I don't think he's a one. T. Higgins, I like the pick. I think he's, he is flashing, like you said. Is he a one to be determined? But but I, I think that's the, the flaw there. So even when you talk about some of these building parts on offense or building pieces, building blocks, there are some flaws. Mixon, I don't think anyone denies his talent, but behind an offensive line like this, plus questionable play calling at times, is he being value, maximized uh, to his extent in the potential that he has? So even the guys that you did name, and I'm not trying to be p- pessimistic, but even the guys that you did name, there are some negatives or question marks with their game. Yeah. And and I wonder if other teams feel that they're this shallow in terms of young future promising players or long-term pieces. I feel like intuitively I want to believe that there's more stability for some teams and maybe that comes down to stability in coaching staffs and and, and a repetitive proved skill in developing talent the way that we see, you know, the Steelers do with wide receivers the Patriots do with offensive linemen the Patriots do with defensive players speaking of defense let's switch to the defensive side of the ball because just like offense I think there's a lot of hope that there are guys that need to take a step for me to really feel good about saying they're you know these are guys that I feel good about long term and and for me those guys right now are are Jesse Bates and then I, I guess Darius Phillips and then I hope the rookie linebackers and then I hope they re-sign William Jackson. So for, for all this praise that we have for the defense right now, playing pretty well collectively as a unit against Baltimore, pretty well against Jacksonville, where's the future? And, and it comes down to some question marks and some young guys that still have to prove it. Guys like Jermaine Pratt, Sam Hubbard needs to play better. He just needs to play better. Carl Lawson needs to be more consistent. And, and even if Carl Lawson becomes more consistent, they have to re-sign him. So, so it there are more question marks to me on defense and offense. I would agree with that overall because they're they're older 
in some of the spots that you haven't questioned. And DJ Reader now with the injury, now he suddenly becomes a question mark. And even, he was a building block, and now it's like, oh, how, you know, how is that going to yeah. be? And he should Logan, be. He should probably sure. be on the list. Yeah, absolutely. And, and and Logan Wilson to me is in the T Higgins range where he's flashed, and it looks okay. It's not as apparent at linebacker as it is at receiver, right? You make a couple touchdowns, you have four receptions over the past three weeks, and it, it's obvious. But I think Wilson's flashed, and it, there's a chance here that he could be that type of building block. But to your point, man, Mackenzie Alexander, we don't know, and he's you know this is a one year deal. Von Bell certainly doesn't really look. As good, like the idea of him sounds better than him, at least to this point, specifically in coverage the other day. There just there aren't many pieces that stand out to you. So what the the final eleven games and what you hope here, Jake, is that Akeem Davis Gaither, who got his first start on Sunday, maybe he develops and you start to see it. You're like, oh, him and Wilson, that's gonna be a devastating combo. Pratt takes another step forward. And I, I'm not sure that's gonna be the case. We'll see. Darius Phillips, maybe you continue to see something out of him that these next 11 games, someone shows up and multiple guys show up and kind of show, hey, I can be a, you know, a difference here. I can make a difference. And I don't know who that's going to be. And there are only certain candidates like on the defensive line. I don't really expect that out of Khalid Kareem, right? Sam Hubbard's probably the only guy that I expect. Yeah. Or not expect, but think, yeah, he could cement himself as a building block moving mm-hmm. forward and there really isn't anyone else in that entire room and that's kind of the problem on defense is there are only a couple guys i think that realistically could emerge as, as building blocks moving forward to me i think there's a little bit of credit that comes out of the defensive conversation for luana rumo who's put together a couple of really good weeks we'll see how that carries forward we'll see if guys step up my takeaway from this mental exercise was that they desperately need somebody else to step up out of the last few draft classes and at least be an NFL starter, at least be an adequate NFL player. They're not getting a lot of second-year progress really across the board. You see some flashes from Pratt, for sure. Uh, just not not the leap that I would hope for. And it does take time at linebacker, for sure. And, and these guys should get their entire second year before we render a final verdict on their future. And for the rookie linebackers, they, they get two years. I think linebacker, to your point, James, is just a harder position than wide receiver to adjust to the NFL. And so they get a little bit more time, at least in my books, to show up. You go back to 2018, Jesse Bates and Darius Phillips are really the only guys doing anything for you out of that draft class at this point. And and I feel like they need a little bit more. You go back to 2017, Joe Mixon could be the only guy left after this year. And so I'm looking for just, they need to get more. They, they need to hit some stars. Because they haven't for too long. Tyler Boyd is is the best answer to that question. And so for the rest of the year, I'm looking for some of these guys individually to step up. I hope Darius Phillips cements himself as a starting corner. I hope Jesse Bates continues to play great. And I would like to find somebody else that I'm not expecting or I haven't seen it from yet. Maybe that's Sam Hubbard to take a step and to be that guy because they need more guys for this core going forward. And the crappy part, Jake, is they paid guys to be these cornerstones, right? They, they went out and got Trey Waynes. They went out and got DJ Reader. And it changes. If, if Waynes has had a good five games and Reader's doing what he's done, but he's healthy, we're like, oh, the, you know, these guys, guys are a part of the future. And, yeah. and you can kind of see it. And instead, 
you're robbed of that. And, you know, regardless of how you felt about the Wayne signing, there was a chance he would have emerged there. And I know he's 27, but still emerged as a cornerstone. And that's just not the case. So that's the unfortunate part about what they did in free agency. And it, at least to this point, not working out. Injuries will always be there in the NFL. They'll always detract and make conversations like this murkier and harder because, you know, they say the, the best laid plans don't survive contact with time. Or in this case, football, because football is a dangerous game. Tomorrow, we're going to take some time to do a little bit of a retrospective on the first five games of the season. Make sure you tune in. We're going to talk about how things are going so far, how things look for the future, if this coaching staff is the answer or are parts of it the answer or do we just need to blow it up in terms of the coaching staff and maybe some of these veterans and start the rebuild again that's coming your way tomorrow until then bengals fans who day and have a good one